welcome back to the Create Your World podcast. Ben, how are we doing this week? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Pretty good. I went to the uh, Tool concert last night, so they're one of my favorite bands. So um, I'm doing really fucking well. I had a great time. I'm still riding that high. Tool. Tool. Yeah, yeah. Have Hang you on. heard of Have you heard of the band Tool? Like, like, yeah, but that was from ages ago. Yeah, they've come out like, with their first. That takes me back. Uh, their next, their like, first album so in like years. thirteen years. Oh my god! Yeah, here I am sitting here thinking like, Tool? yeah, like nineties. Like, I haven't heard right. of them since we uh, we were like fourteen yeah. or thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a long time ago. Yeah. I know. I didn't actually so realize they've been you were that brewing this tool. album for over a decade, and they've released it oh uh, in July, uh, August, I think, last year, and it was amazing oh no way really yeah, yeah. how about that yeah so the visuals were okay. uh the visuals were just amazing the sound was yeah just like blew you away tool is like okay yeah yeah go on but is is it in the ballpark of like system of a yeah. down sort yeah. of yeah yeah okay good good I, I i thought i knew what they kind of sounded like but i just wanted to double check it's roughly yeah, that sound pretty heavy right? yeah okay okay Oh, so where was it at? Kudos at, Bank uh, Arena in Port Sydney. Pavilion? Whereabouts? Kudos Bank. Kudos Bank? Yeah, it's, I like, don't even know it's, that uh, it's near the Olympic, it's in the Olympic, uh, state, Olympic uh, you know, area. Oh, the Olympic Village. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but man, I feel like, cool, man. I feel like I'm getting old. Um, not because I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm going to a, uh, you know, concert from a band the in, the, in the, in the 90s. It was big in the nineties, but uh, like just halfway through, I just couldn't help but think, like, oh, you know, I'm standing, not sitting. I'm just like, man, like, man, my yeah. back hurts. Like, just like my feet, my shoes. <laughs> these shoes are just not comfortable. It's just not comfortable, you know. And it's like, this is this is a little bit loud, you know. Like, my ears are going to be ringing after this. It's like, man, I'm not even thirty yet, and these are these are my thoughts. Oh no. Oh no, you're just like trying to silently block those thoughts as they're coming up through your consciousness. You're like, no, no, can't have any old fart yeah, thoughts. Exactly. <laughs> just like <laughs> shove them back down. <laughs> yeah. This is not happening. <laughs> just like get in the mosh pit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it was, it was oh, a really good time. S- yeah. That must have been so much fun. I still remember my first rock concert back in, it was like, East, it was Good Friday, and so my mum was really like iffy about letting me go. <laughs> oh, why did <laughs> because, was Jesus not yeah. into music? Oh, apparently no, no. Anyway, well, no. The band was The Darkness. Do you remember The oh, Darkness? Of course, I, I believe do. in a thing called of Love. Of course, I remember. The yeah, darkness. man, I loved The Darkness, and so I went to see The Darkness at Luna Park in like grade nine mm. or whatever that was. Yep. Must have been grade nine or something. Oh man, we had that so much been fun. Their I went peak. with. James, maybe? Yeah, yeah, that was their peak. Oh, they were just insane. And Justin Hawkins was like... Um, uh, literally flying. Just like throwing himself off the stage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This was before he went into rehab. Yeah. And so... But we were like the littlest like kids there, like being just legal. I think we were just like 14 or 15, which is like the legal age or whatever. And like we were being thrown around by all these big guys in the mosh pit, like who just like being thrown around like popcorn. It was so much fun because they're like, ah, oh, yeah, little high school kids. Yeah, yeah. they throw us up on their, on their shoulders. And it was like, yeah, man, crowd surfing. It was so much fun. Oh, that's hard oh, to, that's hard to that talk. the best. It really was. It was so good. Yeah, my first concert okay. was uh, wow. Coldplay. So it's only... Um, it's only going to get better from there. A bit of a contrast. 
<laughs> yeah, I was about to say what is <laughs> not exactly mosh pit material, but okay, cool. Okay, so what's happening in uh, in the Discover Earth space? How's uh, how how is Planet Earth at the moment, Ben? Yeah, right. From your um, perspective, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the biggest thing is that I'm going to be launching it on Product Hunt uh, this week. Um, or within seven days, I should say, because it is Wednesday. You know, like I don't, I don't know if you can drop a, a you know, a product hunt release, you know, before, <laughs> you know, on. on a Wednesday and still say it's this week. <laughs> but within seven days. Um, yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, I just have to stop you there. This yeah, is mate. this is just going to be a reference for Mark. He's going <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Leroy yeah, of Jenkins? Of that course. that meme. Yeah, man, that's what Mark yeah, said. I'm not going to Leroy time. Jenkins in my business. Yeah. <laughs> what did What did Mark say in the context of? Oh, that's no, no, no. That's that's what he said about my product hunt launch, and it was so true. But it was so funny because I just did this like for uh, for what? Well, it must have been. It mu hang on. What was that for? Oh no, it was for our podcast. That's what it was. I was about to say it couldn't have been for my English teaching business because no one on Product Hunt would want to learn English. I was like, hang on, what was this for? That was for this podcast. Remember, we actually did a Product Hunt launch like the first week or whatever. All oh, right. Wow, well, we must have. Yeah, Leroy yeah, yeah. Jenkins. That. Yeah, we did. And Mark was like, wow, that's so Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, we had like no listeners or anything. And he's like, whoa, kudos for the Leroy Jenkins. And I'm just like, oh yeah, that is that is actually how it goes, right? <laughs> but at least we've stuck around because because I've noticed like there's so many projects on Product Hunt that, you know, do the, you know, there's like, you know, bombs away, you know, jump off the, <laughs> off the edge of the waterfall and like do a dive bomb. And then they just disappear. Like they, they go, you know, they do their launch and then they're just like, they're after just, a few weeks. They just like, keep falling into the abyss. <laughs> just don't they keep, that's right. That's right. They, they just don't spring back up. The upvotes just don't bring them up. They just disappear. But actually, if you go back and, and click through the link and check out like what's happened to this project, like it's three like, weeks later, it's, it's just like you just, four or four I don't know. It's like we're, we're birds <laughs> learning to fly or something like that. Like we jump off the, you know, yeah. this big cliff, right? And it's every now and then, you know, mm. you see another one that's, uh, that's actually, you know, managed to fly and it's taken off into the distance, right? But then just yeah. underneath it, there's just hundreds of mangled bodies. <laughs> <laughs> just these like little feather, feather balls, <laughs> feather, just like, it's just a flat on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's it. And it's like product hunt is like, that image of product hunt is the eagle like setting Soaring, off into the sun. Yeah. You're like, product hunt. And actually product hunt is the, <laughs> just is the valley of death. <laughs> the valley of death below the launch, the runway. You know, that, that's great. So maybe we're that, like, yeah. considering we're still going, maybe we're like a, yes, like no, a that's fledgling that's yeah. just like struggling to just get up. Like it's, it's just like a retarded yes. looking, you know, bird, but it's, it's got heart, you know, Yes, it might get there. Yeah. And it's like hovering it's at like 20 feet off the ground, it's, yeah. but it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, go son. Go. That's pretty much us, man. Okay. Okay. But well, in this case, I have more faith, uh, for a, for a smooth takeoff for Discover Earth, because I think you were uh, way more prepared than we were when we first did our launch. So, so um, at least this is uh, a step up from a, from a Leroy. So yeah, all the power to you, man. Yeah. You'll be, 
getting my upvote for sure. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, like no, I have obviously. to... <laughs> I have to, uh, you know, like really like reach into the network, you know, see who I can, um, uh, yeah, like it's like who would have a, you know, product hunt account, you know, there's only, you know, mm. you, there's a few people so in people. the network, you know, but a lot yeah. of people have no idea who product hunt is. Yeah. And so we're yeah, getting them right. in anyway, you know, <laughs> I know they're, um, uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's algorithm based. So you're, uh, your your upvotes count for less if you've just got a brand new account that's you know not really active you know on oh. the site. Oh. Yeah, which makes sense. You know, I mean, I mean, who wouldn't? That's pretty tricky. Do, yeah, it, it it makes sense to um, you know just yeah, harness all of your friends to upvote your thing, but that's not what it's supposed <laughs> to be. Rent a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. I get it. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, I found a uh, checklist. Um, we might actually put it in the uh, show notes it might be helpful for people um but it's a trello uh board and it just lists all of these tasks that you know you have to uh you have to do for the launch if you're you know if you want to prepare it as opposed to later checking so stuff like you know like prepare a gif you know so some people just yeah. have they just put their logo on the submission but if you yes. notice it uh the 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 uh, the items that have included a little gif, they're more eye-catching and um, obviously oh, dude, yeah, get yeah. more upvotes. The so. top of product hunt. Yeah, the top of product hunt every day. Those gifs are just the sexiest, yeah. you know, most colorful <laughs> gifs. It's almost like a gif competition. Yeah. Nah, I shouldn't say that. But really, like the top the top uh, of the list every day, I was just looking at it today. You've got it's to have a Exactly. There's hardly ever a still image yeah. on top of those on top of those lists. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. So this Trello account. Okay, just for listeners, let's make it really clear. This Trello, it's not an account. Board. This Trello board yep. that you've set up, uh, it's like a checklist for your launch. Yeah, this I found it through somebody else, um, and oh, they you did. they don't jump off the cliff without it. Yeah, exactly. This is like your parachute. 100%. Okay, we're going with this metaphor. 100%. This is your parachute. Yep. Okay. So don't forget to check out the Trello board in the, in the show notes. Yeah, okay. 100%. Before you jump. Okay, cool. Well, listeners, don't forget to give Discover Earth an upvote uh, when it goes on Product Hunt on Wednesday. Uh, right. Wednesday, I'll let's... the something of February. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take me to do all these things. But uh, before oh, Wednesday or okay. before, um, I'll notify oh. everybody somehow. Maybe we'll do a little mini episode. Mm. Um, I was about to say, like that. Mm. yeah, um, cool. yeah, so, so that's pretty big. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, what else? So, um, uh, yeah, so I've also been reaching out to some content creators to try and, you know, bring some more different types of, uh, good quote, uh, good content into the platform. And uh, so, yeah, so I've been sending out some emails to um, some YouTubers and Redditors and uh, basically with the proposition is that I'd set up an automated channel of their content mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, on Discover Earth and uh, which would mean for them, you know, they, they get to participate in a sort of ecosystem of... Um, Mm -hmm. of creators that that are like them and also share you know the audience with all of these other creators um mm -hmm. which lets you sort of cross-pollinate your um 
uh, you know, your fan bases. I, I could really like the uh, you know, natural history um, analogies here. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, I, I'm offering um, these automated uh, channels in exchange for a shout-out. Mm. So, okay. which, you know, brings more people onto the platform, and it's just this virtuous cycle. Um, so, so far, so mm. good. Um, reached out to a few people. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I uh, just have to see how that goes. Uh mm. Have you got any responses so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few, a few yeses so far. Um, I've, I, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I haven't sent that many out yet. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> Do you have a? sort of structured approach to how you're going to do this content sharing? Like, do you have a plan of plan A, plan B, like, or a different package option for them? Like I'll share X amount of videos for some, you know, do you have some structure or is it just like, Hey man, I might I do, do that some when I sort collapse. of just feel it out. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, at the moment, you know, I've just, uh, I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, I don't, I'm just yes. sort of putting together, throwing together these emails and then I'll send it and then you get their response and then I'll just refine, you know, the email for the next guy. You know, yes. not that it's yes. like a strict template, but it follows the same structure. Um, and so mm. as it goes, you know, as maybe as I'm sending out, you know, the 30th or the 50th, one of these, I might just start mm. start to include, I don't know, packages or something like that. I don't know if I want it to be okay. so, uh, you know, professional sounding, um, because sure. I just want to collaborate. You know. Yeah, you want it to be cool. You don't want them to co- feel like you're contracting them or something. Yeah, I don't have any money to give them, so. <laughs> no, that's true. Hey, have you thought of a virtual conference? Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, I didn't know what it meant until I listened to an interview with the founder of what? Who was it again? Um, ClickFunnels. What's that guy's name? The founder of ClickFunnels, Andrew, I think. Andrew something. Uh, okay, can't can't remember his surname, but I think that I think Andrew's his first name. I think. Anyway, he was going through, here it is. No, Russell Brunson. Okay, I'm still subscribed to his podcast, so that's how I found his name, Mm -hmm. Russell Brunson. He was going through how he got started with ClickFunnels and how he got, actually how he got started with a whole lot of email marketing like ages ago. And well, he he started really, really early with like first by just building a list and la la la. Um, Because he actually started with like, direct mail marketing like before like when he was a teenager or something but anyway when he started to actually finally build i think his most one of his most more recent projects it might have been click funnels maybe the one before anyway he spoke about uh virtual conferences as a way to quickly get like a huge number of emails together so this idea is like you're organizing an event or a summit or a conference uh, you know, like as a lot of these kind of companies do or startups do as a kind of a PR exercise, they have some sort of a con somewhere, you know, and they 
invite a whole bunch of people in the industry to get together and they have a few guest speakers and then people pay to go along and then it's a very expensive you know uh exercise and uh, you know there's you got to rent out the space and all the rest of it but you know for big companies with money to splash they can afford these kind of conference things and it's great networking and all that stuff but if you're just like us you can do like a virtual conference and so the idea is you set up a day or a couple of days or maybe three or four days with a bunch of experts in your niche and you interview them usually on zoom or any other webinar conferencing software that you want to use and you can interview them and then you show or you give access limited time access to all these videos and all these interviews to people who have subscribed or have signed up to attend this webinar conference so it may only be open on a web page you know could you know it could be your site or it could be something else uh, you, you upload all those videos and you put them there for a limited time only, maybe for seven days or something, and then you shut down the website and it's over. And so you you outreach, or you reach out, <laughs> outreach, reach, you reach out to a bunch of experts in your niche or in this target niche, and you ask them, hey, do you want to participate in this conference? And then if they say yes, then it's like a marketing ex exercise for them, and that way you get... Uh, content because you're interviewing them so that's good content for your uh, conference and then when you put up like a landing page or you email your mailing list or you do whatever marketing you do for this conference you tell people obviously I'll be interviewing mr. whoever and miss whoever who is really cool and in, in this niche and so then people will be like, oh, I might want to listen to this interview with this person. And they're going to sign up for the video, sorry, not video, virtual conference. And so you then, you know, click the link here to sign up and then you get your access to the content. And then they opt in and then you just get a bunch of emails for that. So I was thinking, like, I've never done it myself, but I've, I've, I've heard about this and I understand enough about it that, you know, I think. I have a general gist of how to do it and it would be pretty straightforward to do and again you could just get in touch with these people that you're getting in touch with and ask them if you want to hold a, a virtual conference about uh mm. earth science or, or whatever exactly it is a few okay a few thoughts like mm. yeah i can imagine the best possible place that where that would work is say in your there's an academic niche like geology right and there are a certain number of mm -hmm. big names in geology you know people that have published mm -hmm. a billion articles um and influential thinkers and all of that and sure. they can come along and you interview them for their you know ideas which they could talk about for ages because that's what they write about um sure and uh and then you know everybody else knows those big names and so they you know they they want to listen to them um but i think i don't know like there's i'm sure there's a ton of similarities there but in the field that i'm working with there's um 
It's not so structured, or it's not. It's as not so. It's like formal? these these content creators that um, that I'm talking about. It's like their product yeah. isn't like an an article or an idea or something like that. It's a beautiful video. So I can imagine it'd be interesting to hear what they'd have to say mm. if it was a conference about making beautiful videos, you know, and they'd be able to tell you, mm. you know, all these cool tips yes. about their. You know, their yes. art, you know. Um, I get it. But it's, yeah, it's like who are the big thinkers in this sort of, you know, wonder about the cosmos thing? I mean, most of them are dead. Well, there's sort Carl of. Carl Sagan and there's, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, Terence McKenna and some other guys. These are some like ancient, not ancient, old um, guru yeah. types who have become sort of more myth than man. Uh, yeah. But... Yeah, like David Suzuki, maybe. Yeah, I think he's, he's a, Zen a Canadian guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, but that he's, doesn't mean that it's uh, it's not a good idea. It just may mean that it needs modification. Um, mm. Like I, uh, I think I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think that um, the founder of uh, Indie Hackers, Cortland. Cortland Allen, yeah. Yeah, he, I think he launched his site by doing something pretty similar. He interviewed a bunch of experts. Yes. Um, yes. And, uh, yeah, just wrote some really insightful questions, refined the questions for the next interview, and before long he has some really killer questions and, um, yes. and some really good content. And then publishes yes. that, uh, gets all of those people to give him a shout-out, and then adds these community features on top of that you know, core base of content. Um, and yes. then it just has this runaway effect, which is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I have been trying I think to it think would, about yeah. how that can apply here, but I haven't quite got it yet. No, I think it would definitely work for me and for policy people. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I've been thinking about it anyway, so that's why it's on the top of my mind, so... That's why I just threw it out there. But yeah, you're right. I get what you mean. If like your content creators are, yes, they're not, yeah, they're not necessarily like weather experts or, um, you know, evolutionary biologists. They're like guys or girls, just regular people who are really, you know, into making some trippy videos about uh, whatever, whatever exactly, uh, natural phenomena but it's it's yeah i see what you're saying it's not like you can just put a microphone in front of them and they can just ramble yeah, on and about people it are going to show up to listen to what they have to say as well yeah yeah i sort of get what you're saying but okay it's, well it's good that you're collaborating in all the same i think i think that's definitely a healthy development i think it's something your platform needs at this point so that's good yeah i i'd like to in the uh in the not too distant future i'd like to um do a podcast where you know i do interview people like this and they can be you know they can there's plenty of scientists you know, that that can talk you know really eloquently and about some about mm. what they do and how it's you know complex and beautiful and uh, and unexpected um uh it could even be like anything you know like a horticulturalist that specializes in you know cactus or something i'm sure that they have some incredibly interesting insight if they can talk about it the right way um it'd be interesting to a lot of people mm. um yes it would 
this sounds a little bit like, you know, sometimes Joe Rogan goes on those tangents with scientists and they get into some really trippy, you know, underwater animals that we've never heard of before mm. or something like this. Yeah. Sounds a little bit like that, but would be probably even more nuanced and more, uh, just more in depth. I would definitely tune into that. Like I would love, I would to, love to do that. Some really trippy stuff about cactus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or just plants or, or whatever, you know, that that's going on. But like, yeah, no, I can definitely see that working for you. Or it, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, anyway, yeah, you on. get the idea. Yeah. Um, that sounds cool. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I yeah. think though it does need a little bit of uh, a little bit of brand power to convince mm-hmm. people to get into it because the names of the guests won't quite do it. I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I haven't thought that all the way out yet. But it is definitely something I'd like to do. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, so the other the other thing uh, is that you know, launching a product hunt and, and uh, arranging you know shout outs with these creators, um, I think that's going to create or well, inevitably it's going to create a one off spike, um, but that can be good for getting some feedback and um, you know seeding the community, but. I don't think it's going to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think in the last episode, I spoke a little bit about um, uh, automating content and posting it on different you know, social media platforms. So yeah, basically uh, every platform that allows you to link something you know, um, mm-hmm. is, uh, is another potential lead back to the site. So... Um, uh, so that's been going pretty well, um, and I've created some new types of content, like in that in that vein as well. So before I just had pictures and gifs and some videos, but um, I've started. I've uh, put together a big database of of quotes, like you know, of the you know those guys that we were talking about before. I need to add David Suzuki though. Uh, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, and uh, the quotes uh, automatically post. On Discover Earth, and then they're picked up by uh, automated um, social media uh, uh, um, scenarios in Intergromat, um, which is the main mm. website that I use for all of this automation. Um, mm. uh, yeah, and so the the it's a you know a quote by let's just say Carl Sagan, right, with a link back to the um, the quote on the Discover Earth website, which has a nice background, you know, and looks beautiful. Um, but then yeah. you can post that on on Reddit, uh, and it can you know go to the front page or you know whatever you know or into a niche community or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been having some real success with that. I uh, I don't know the exact numbers because my tracking uh, plugins pretty shitty and unreliable, and I don't know what's going really? on with it. Yeah. What's going on with that? I think your picture tracking pixel or whatever. Yeah, it's. I haven't used Google Analytics. Uh, oh, what have you used? Uh, just because I just started WordPress using plugin. this as well. Oh, shitty WordPress yeah. plugin because there's so many of them for analytics, but most of them seem to be like builds off like frameworks on top of the Google Analytics API. Yeah. Yeah, like true. Monster Insights or something. Like, are you using that one? Uh, I have. I've heard of it, but I'm not using it. It's one of the top ones. I installed that, and I just installed the classic Google Analytics 
uh, plug-in. Yeah, but right. yeah, so like I thought you would have figured yeah, that I out. Just don't like, know. Just, like there's a trade-off between yeah. uh, between speed and you know how much how good you know how how good the information is that that you collect. Uh huh. Um, uh huh. And so I just don't know enough about it. Um, to, to okay. know where to make the trade-off. So I've just got a shitty plugin that just doesn't... It's super okay. fast, but it But anyway, so. you've, you've had some new traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, okay. yeah, so had uh, like a couple of hundred people come through to the site uh, based oh, on yeah cool. one of the posts there. And yeah, so I'm just... I'm going to try and replicate that, you know, once a week, maybe more often. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah, it's good. Just good. Uh, trying to work out, you know these clever little ways of just sustainably getting, bringing traffic into the site Mm. and Mm. eventually we'll get there. Eventually. Yeah, man, that's, that's good. Have you heard of something called AMP by the way? No. Google, like not, hang on, AMP is a, what, insurance company in Australia, right? Something like this? Yeah, no, that's right. No, no, not AMP. No, not that AMP. No, I'm not talking about insurance. I'm talking, I think it's called Google. I think it's something launched by Google. I think it's called automated mobile pages. And I think the idea is that it's trying to create something that looks like Instagram stories, but open source, uh, you know, that you can you paste anywhere on any site, including WordPress or a bunch of other um, sites. And so I think it's like, uh, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I just discovered it today and it looks, it's supposed to be optimized for mobile and supposed to be really visually engaging and, and beautiful. I think it's a, it's a kind of content or it's a, it's a visual, um, visual graphic design or something right. and you can easily edit it. There's lots of editors for this. I was just thinking for you, because you want to make these quotes sound let me not sound look really beautiful and eye-catching and just scrolling past this thing called amp today it looks like that's uh that's what it does is it makes like small uh bits of content maybe pictures maybe text maybe maybe even a little bit of some gif or something on top of it but it, it somehow combines it together into like a page i guess it i guess it's a page uh but it's a page made for mobile. Dude, do you find that I think sometimes these uh, products that are, it just feels like they've been described by developers. You know, it's just completely, it's like I've just read the description and it might be yes, like yes. on their Twitter profile or something like that. But I've uh-huh. just read it and I read it again uh-huh. and again. I just have no idea what it even means. Yeah, yeah, that's kind AMP of the thing. is a web right component now. framework. Like what? Yeah. Okay. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they've got a graphic there, yeah. which is supposed to, you know, show you what it means. But it just, it's, it's just like a bunch of grey boxes. It's like where's. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it, it can be quite frustrating. Check it out. Maybe. Like B to B yeah, tools. I don't know. It just, it just yes, so. Yes. It can be very. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I get it. Just the communications a little bit. Yeah, as always, you need to show it. Or show us what it can do. Like, show us why we should show, not tell. Not, not don't don't give exactly. Don't give us the, the specs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, man. Well, that's the, those are all pretty good developments, especially that post that brought in a bit of yeah. traffic. Yeah. 
Cool. Anything else? No, on no, that's, that's about it for me. Okay, bro. that's all. Okay, cool. Well, on my end, a uh, lot going on. Um, yeah, I am trying not to touch my keyboard today or my phone as, as a matter of fact, which is very difficult. Okay. Uh, I'm not going offline or anything like this, quote unquote, but I'm trying to give my fingers, my arms a break uh, because I just got back actually from the uh, Chinese doctor this afternoon after going for some Tui Na. Tui Na, I think in English, may be best translated loosely as something along the lines of Chinese medicinal massage. Mm -hmm. You're really into massages. I think you would dig one of these. So good. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, because my back just like, just started killing me yesterday. It was just uh, unbelievable because I hadn't taken a proper break in about 10 days. And so I just kept wanting to keep on keeping on and just keep on drilling, drilling on. And the mind was willing, but the back said no. Uh. My back was just like, no, <laughs> seriously, it was horrible. So I went to the doctor yesterday and he was like, holy crap, your, your like right shoulder, it feels like a rock. You better come back tomorrow. So I came back to, to today as well after points of like ointments on, on, the, on the, my back and everything. So, um, he said, try not to use your computer for like the next 24 hours or so. So I'm trying not to touch it here very much. So it feels so much better, man. You really should try this uh, kind of massage. It's amazing. You could do like hot cupping and you've got heat and then you, you add some like uh, ointments on top and yeah, the, the whole kit and caboodle. And it's just amazing. Like this is just, you know, a bit of an ad for Taiwan's uh, health insurance here. But, uh, you know, it's like the whole thing was just 250 NT, like for like the full massage, which must have been like four, 30, 40 minutes or something like proper 250 medicinal. still sounds like a lot. So, oh, sorry. Whatever that is. I think it's like 10 Australian but. dollars or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or t 12 American dollars, maybe uh, tw 10 American dollars. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so man, it's just insanely affordable. It's so great that Chinese medicine is also covered uh, under the uh, subsidy scheme of health insurance here. So, ah, uh, I feel so much better after that. So why I'm saying all this is because I've just been flat out for the last week because policy people launched last Sunday. Woo. So that's amazing. Woo, yeah, let off the firecrackers. I'm finally getting to what I'm supposed to be talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> So policy people launched on Sunday night, which was really amazing. So that's why I really haven't like taken a break from doing anything for about 10 days. And so now today's my break. Um, so it was really good uh, on the whole. Um, let me just give you some really brief uh, uh, dashboard numbers. I've had about 25 users click through um, and uh, that's pretty good. I think the session duration um, analytics tells me is 27 seconds on average, which I don't know, I guess that's not too bad for like, you know, a new Seems site. pretty good. I think. Yeah. Seems pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. A uh, little over half of my sessions came from <coughs> India, which is to be expected. And then, uh, about, uh, 8% from Pakistan, 8% Australia, 8% New Zealand, 5% US, a few percent in China, something like this. Um, so yes, uh, what else can I say? I got three users, three users signed up. 
so that's kind of cool. They didn't add an article, as I was hoping, but, you know, I get the feeling from looking at one session, which seemed to go on for a little while, like maybe five or six minutes, and they kept seeing, seemingly going to like the same page. I get the feeling one of them was trying to figure out how to add an article and probably couldn't figure it out and, and bounced. But I tried to chat to the users as they came on because I set up a chat uh, plugin. And I got a few people saying hi and uh, giving me some really encouraging <coughs> remarks. One person seemed to really get what it was all about. I mean, I, I hope most didn't get what it was all about, but one person sent me a really lovely, encouraging message through the chat messenger saying, you know, good luck. I really think this is, you're going to achieve what you set out to achieve by bridging the gaps between think tank experts and my, my interest lies in AI, the AI super race between the US and China and how that will impact the global world order and such and such. And I was just chatting to this guy and I was like, yeah, no, that's great. And yeah, don't forget to add an article and thanks for the feedback. And so that was really cool. So I got at least two or three people chatting to me through the chat support. That's, that's really saying, good. That's really encouraging. Yeah. Yeah, it's really encouraging. And I had at least one or two people express interest in the podcast, which was nice. Um, because I put, I mentioned that in the about us section, I mentioned there'll be a podcast coming up. So I'm looking for uh, guests. So if you're interested, please send me an email here. So I had one or two people do that. Um, and so, yeah, I would say on the whole, it was fairly, a fairly good start. Um, I, I, what can I say now? Um, that was on Sunday. And so then it was sort of back to work for me for the last few days because, well, uh, I'm doing an internship. Uh, I've, have I discussed this on the podcast yet? I don't Maybe. think so. Okay. So this is something I sort of have to put in context here because it's all very exciting to be launching policy people, which is great. And I'm, I'm happy it's live and everything. Uh, but I'm also, uh, and this is why probably my back is giving out. I'm, <laughs> I'm also at the same time trying to finish my thesis paper here, uh, which is a pretty intense, uh, you know, task in and of itself. But I'm also doing <laughs> an internship. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm also doing an internship. So I'm doing an internship with a company called Riskline, which is really an interesting kind of company. They uh, specialize in travel risk analysis in real time. So anytime anything happens in the world that could possibly endanger travelers or delay their flights or their, their itineraries in whatever fashion, uh, an alert needs to be sent out through the system. And then it is uh, pushed through their API to their clients. And then that message is then delivered sometimes through SMS, sometimes through email or some other message system to uh, these travelers, uh, warning them, you know, not to go into this area or, or you know, to avoid tr crowds or traffic at this place at this particular time in the next 24 hours and such and such. So all of that, like this company, I can that's imagine they'd be busy at the moment. Oh my God, you have no idea. It is insane. Like, I am in this internship and my trainer or my, my coach, Ramya. Just for, just like, for context for anybody that's listening to this, you know, uh, a few you know, 
after you know it comes out or a little while after it comes out uh oh, coronavirus yes, yes. is pretty big right now coronavirus is spreading and you know australia's had bushfires followed by floods and uh we've got you know constant um just you know violence and disruptions and protests in india due to the citizenship amendments act we've got uh ongoing protests in France about the pension reform and uh, actually blizzards and protests in Canada as well, actually, about the gas pipe uh, blizzards uh, blowing through, you know, like Northern Europe, UK and Ireland. Uh, you know, this is, it's just insane. Like right now, it's just, <laughs> it's really crazy. Of course, Syria, you know, continues to keep on keeping on. And uh, yeah, like the world, man, it's a 2020, it's, it's a crazy place. Like it's a crazy year so far, like it's only February. Yeah, so like looking at the dashboard, like that's what I do every every morning. I start my internship at seven in the morning, which is nice. Jesus and Christ. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, an eight hour session starting at seven. So go for, I clock on at seven and finishes at three. And after that, I'm just like, oh, I just want to crawl back in bed, but no. Um, and so, yeah, start at like seven and look at the dashboard and man, it is insane. Like there's this live dashboard with like hot spots flaring up around the world and like they're going, they're just getting so busy right now, which is like, um, it's good for me because that means I'll probably get a job, <laughs> but it's bad because they need more staff, but it's bad because, you know, obviously like people are dying and stuff's happening, which is horrible, but it's also kind of, it's like just another, like, my... a, a, like a fucking earthquake happens somewhere and everyone <laughs> yes, just high fives yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or no, the interns high five. Like, yeah, pretty much. It's not that bad. Like for the staff members, you know, they don't have to high five because there's always something yeah, to cover yeah, for yeah. them. But actually for the interns, no, really, like it's like expected that we are able to get on the front foot and find like breaking stories before that the seasoned uh, full-time analysts get to them. Like that's one of the uh, things oh that you sort of have to prove yourself. Yeah, so you have to it like... Sounds like I'm it. just like... like the, it'd be yeah. a real culture for... You know, the real conspiracy theory or like super paranoid, you know, types, you know, because they've, you've got to mm, forecast I don't get that all of these, vibe, actually. All of these, yeah, know, all these impending disasters yeah. and stuff. I get what you're saying. Yeah. You would think that from the outside, but actually the people that I've spoken to, I've actually never not met one of them in person because it's a completely remote job. I should mention that, but the people I've spoken to just so far, um, have all been really like forthright and cool kind of people like i mean they're very very professional and they're very um on top of what they do but no like they don't come across as i i know the kind that you mean like maybe the kind of people that are just a little bit too into like weapons development yeah. or something you know or just a little bit yeah no no they're yeah, not like, like that the guy no, just they're not comes like into ex-military or comes something into the like group <laughs> chat you know one day just like screaming about you know some like bioweapon that Russia's developed nah, so they're yeah. releasing it in yeah, Ukraine no, right no, now no. and it's, it's it's like yeah. some real Alex Jones yeah. stuff you know it's like the it's like no, the Democrats no, yeah. are like putting hormones in the water which are turning the frogs gay something like that <laughs> yes something like that that would be interesting that would be a really wacky internship but no no, no. <laughs> nothing quite that that dramatic but yeah it is still very intense and like you're put in a position where you're like okay like find some natural nature and environment alerts like in the next 20 minutes that haven't been 
haven't been covered yet by our, you know, team. And so go, go, go. And so I'm like ripping through RSS, you know, feeds and like trawling through Google news. And then I've got all these other like search kind of functions that I'm trying to like pull from different sources. And then just like, like scanning headlines. Ah, where's something about, you know, some earthquake or something. And it's like, it's such a weird feeling because when you see something like magnitude 6.2 earthquake, which is like the minimum it has to be is six before we cover it, right? So like you got to like keep all this in your head. Like you can't do anything under six, but you can do anything over six. And you see 6.2 magnitude earthquake. And then you like, you go back to the dashboard and check if anyone's covered it yet. And then you do like a re, well, you don't refresh the page because it's automatically refreshes, but you go back to the dashboard and say, oh, you know, earthquake in such and such a place, you know, has anyone covered it? No, okay, yes. And then you like jump on it and you start doing, and the, the feeling is actually like, yes, I've got one. Like you're reeling in a fish, you know, like a fisherman <laughs> or something. Like that's the feeling. But on the, on the other end of this reality, like people are like, you know, like some disaster or something bad is happening, but you're like, yeah, I got one. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's a weird thing, but I'll get used to it. You know, um, that's just the nature of the job. So, so it's really intense, but also they've hinted that they are going to need some part-time and full-time people on the team, uh, pretty soon. So, uh, there is a good chance. I hope, um, that things going well, that I could get a position there, like a paid position. So... Considering that that is sort of in the ether, maybe within the next few weeks, I really ought to just sort of uh, double down on this and just make sure I do it really, really well and, and, and impress them and, and you know, uh, do an outstanding job and, and get this position because there's a few good benefits to this, but because it's remote and it will always be remote, it's not, it's not like only the interns or whatever are remote and then you, you come into the operations center or something. It's like, the whole, everyone's remote. Like there isn't a headquarters or anything. Um, rolling out of bed all... and then onto the computer at seven o'clock is nowhere near as bad as rolling out of bed and then, you know, stuffing down breakfast and then commuting for 40 minutes. Yeah, commuting an hour. And then end up, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then end up on your desk at uh, seven o'clock. It's very different. Exactly. And, and because as long as I can stay in Asia Pacific, because like the world is divvied up into about four regions with this job. So they have the Americas, MENA, Europe, and then uh, APAC or Asia Pacific. Uh, I'm going to be hopefully an Asia Pacific analyst. So I can pretty much go anywhere in Asia Pacific uh, with this job. So I can go and live in Japan or Australia or Thailand. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so that's the other really cool thing. So if it works out, then like my little family, young family, we could you know spend a little more time with uh, my parents in Sydney for you know some time because like you know the uh, we've only lived in Taiwan for the last few years, so like my 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 parents don't get much you know uh, time with the grandkids at this stage, and like that could be a possibility, or like we could, you know, travel around and, and experience some, some places in Southeast Asia that I'd love to travel to and take uh, my, my wife and, and kids along for. So like, there's that sort of lifestyle potential as well uh, to, to, to experience, to have that kind of a, sort of a nomad lifestyle, I suppose, um, in the short to medium term. So that would like be really cool as well. And, um, more importantly, like, I think it's the kind of job where 
I could really see myself moonlighting and doing a, my side hustle uh, as policy people, like being able to keep that going on the side. Because it's not the kind of job that you can do overtime on because they have strict shifts. It's like there's an analyst on for eight hours if you're full-time, you're on for eight hours, and then the next person in the next time zone picks up from where you left off. It's not like the manager or the boss is going to like hang back and say like, oh, you need to finish, you know. Well, there's no meetings. Like yeah, there, yeah. there are no like, kill, you know. You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. the kind of job which is really, uh, you know, clock on, clock off. Like you know you're going to work like 40 hours this week. So that is great because it's structured and it's remote. And so that would be the perfect kind of job to give me the headspace. And I wouldn't have to deal with office drama or any of that other kind of stuff that you usually have to deal with in regular jobs where, you know, you know, politics with your other colleagues and stuff. There'd be very little to none of that because you're just sitting in your, on your computer doing sort of your, your task, uh, doing your job. So it would be the perfect kind of job to do like an online side hustle, you know, online business, an online side project on the side until I get policy people off off the ground and until it becomes profitable enough to to quit my day job nice. <laughs> as it were so so yeah man so i I would love to continue doing all three things right now, <laughs> like the thesis policy people, and the internship, but I think my body's having other ideas, so I sort of um I think as excited as I am about policy people, and I think it has legs like really good legs given the the feedback i got from this first launch and everything i am gonna take it slow i'm not gonna say like stop it or anything put it on pause but i'm just gonna hang back off it a little bit until probably april-ish uh until because i it, i'll know roughly around april whether or not i'm gonna be a part-time or full-time employee with uh risk clients so until that point, I sort of have to um, focus on on that, which is, I'm sort of in two minds about this, man. So I don't know, maybe please you can give me some advice or some tips here. Because like, part of me feels like I've, I've set up the website for policy people. I've got a few new users. I should just s try to automate the content sourcing as much as possible and just slowly do a little bit like what you're doing, which is a bit kind of like a, it's almost like a drip of traffic. It's not like a wash of traffic, but you've got like a slow trickle of, trickle or trickle? Trickle's the dessert, trickle. <laughs> Tr trickle. <laughs> oh my God, sorry. Trickle of uh, traffic coming through, and you're not doing a whole lot of work for it, as I understand, because it's automated. Part of me is like, come on, Liam, you should just set that up for, these policy articles because I already have all these think tanks that I know about. I should just set up some RSS feed thing. And then I've got, I've already got this link sharer thing and, you know, people can like upvote. I should just keep it going and just, you know, just try and grow it slowly, but surely on the side while I'm still finishing my thesis and my internship. But another part of me feels like even if I don't actually have to spend like hours fiddling around with plugins or hours fiddling around with the page setup like I've been doing for WordPress in the lead up to the launch which was exciting but also quite exhausting um, even if I don't have to do that now even if I yeah I've got the fundamentals of my 
my platform, my, my website there, I should just start automating this content generation. I know I will want to be checking that, you know, every day, oh, how many traffic, how, what traffic did I get today? How many, you know, new users did I get? How many upvotes did these articles get? And I'll be checking on it. It'll be like on the side of my mind all the time. And I'm just a little concerned that um, right now it's not so much a time management issue. It's like, it's not that I couldn't squeeze an extra hour to work on policy people a day if I really needed to, but it's more... It's less about time and more about, it's not even about bandwidth so much, but it's about, I don't know, it's kind of like, where's my energy at? Or where is my, what am, what is sort of in the back of my mind at any given point? And I've noticed when I'm on days when I'm doing my internship and I do it, you know, one day after another, like maybe for two or three days straight, I am really in the, in the risk line zone. And like my head is in, you know, earthquakes and, and sit reps and, and fatality numbers and warnings and yeah. like, which sounds all very dark and bleak, but you know, it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> but like, I can feel that I'm really in that zone and that I'm ready to like write a report as soon as something happened. In fact, you know, something really funny the other day happened was it was my day off or it was just after I'd finished the shift a couple of hours later. And I actually felt some very light, earthquake tremors here because we're in Taiwan and that happens. And the first thing that comes to my head, like instantly is like, I wonder, okay, quick, like I need to write a report about that. Like it, it, it wasn't like, Oh, should I take shelter or like what's happening? It's like, I wonder what magnitude Get that me was. A laptop. Is that a magnitude six? <laughs> Get me a laptop. Exactly. And then I stopped myself. I'm like, no dude, you're off. Like, this is not your shift. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. So I can already feel like that training, like the, the, the experience is really, uh, sort of reshaping my, my neural, you know, pathways a little bit, which is, which is great. But that's what I'm talking about. I feel if I'm still sort of, um, thinking about policy people and like, Oh, how many, yeah, what traffic did I get today? And la 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 la. I'm just not going to be as, as on the ball with risk line and if i'm not as on the ball my chance of getting employed is just maybe i might just uh miss out so i yeah i mean does that all make sense to you how do you feel yeah i think that i just think that everybody needs to find their own individual you know way to balance this like i yeah. was um uh yeah like you know i've been working on some you know developing some websites and you know that's how i um, it's how I make a bit of money on the side, but uh, like I find I found it really difficult to schedule in, um, you know, an hour in a day or even a day of a week where I just work on this site. I found out that um, you know just after trying to do that for for months and to, with varying degrees of success, um, I just found that you know my mind was always on discover earth. And so I developed these other things just way mm. too slow. <clears throat> and so yeah. the solution that I've come up with is actually just like put it in batches. You know, this is just accepting just how my mind is and how it likes to do things. So, um, yeah. uh, so yeah, like I'll just go in and smash up this website in, you know, in four days or something like that. And I'd prefer that than just totally focusing on this one thing um, and, uh, yeah, um, so that's just how, you know, I'd prefer to do it, um, 
Interesting. This is like the buffer idea, buffer day thing, isn't it? Like there's a focus day, a day off, and a buffer day. Not quite, but similar. Uh, I haven't, no, Have I haven't heard, heard of that. that. Uh, where did I pick this up from? I'm not sure. Maybe it was on... Maybe one of the guys on TechZing was talking about it. Right. It's like the idea is that you have a... A day off is like a day off. So, it's you know, you don't work at all. And then... A, uh, focus day is where you work on your um, now I'm not sure if this is what they said it must have been or, or whoever came up with this idea their first term was like core genius or or you work on your core skills you 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 do what you do best and so it's usually very creative like so in your case it would be I'd imagine probably writing or, or, or maybe some other content curation of some sort but like doing the really fun stuff that you're really good at so if you're a web developer then i guess coding and then the buffer day is the day where you do stuff like um replying to emails scheduling having you know chats with people about stuff that needs to be done um you know just like admin stuff that is periphery never go to you need your to do it anyway peripheral stuff yeah Core competency stuff. Yeah, exactly. So that way, when you're doing like a focus day, you can really perform and, and get really into your zone. And then the buffer day, even though it might not feel great, you can always think of it, try to think of it positively as the day that enables you to focus on focus days. And then days off are like days off. So it sounds like, but I've also heard of this batch idea as well, where you sort of like work on a project in batches for like a, a set bunch of days at a time. So maybe it's it's sort of, you know, it's it sort of sounds similar, but... So you're saying that you tried to do batches, like several days at a time, uh, for a side yeah, project. Yeah, but, or but I don't have the I, I don't have the commitment of having to, um, you know, turn up and, you know, I'm I'm just freelancing for this thing. You know, I'm not. Yeah, I don't have to turn up for um, seven until three each day. No, so that's it's a pretty a, exactly. you know hard thing to negotiate around. That's a hard barrier yeah. to, to soften. Yeah. Yes, no, I agree. That's that's my situation. And the other thing is, like, I could sort of do that for, like, my thesis, perhaps. Like, get my thesis done in four days, maybe. <laughs> it would be insane. But uh, it's, yeah, I'm not quite, like, I, I could imagine maybe another couple of weeks, perhaps, that I might be able to knock it down flat, like, in a bit of a Iron Man session of of writing and editing and whatever else i have to do for that thesis but iron man session again, you mean like it's... tony stark just locking himself away in the in the lab and just smashing out the uh the prototype do you mean that sort of thing in the yes. cave rather sort of something like that actually my iron man was going back to they still have iron man races in australia right oh yeah yeah stuff. it's like a That's, um that was like a triathlon sort of thing yeah, yeah right. that's actually what came up in my head but yeah no tony stark is also iron man yes um but yeah it like like i don't, I don't know why i mentioned iron man but yes like just going you know full hammers and tongs at it for a few days i guess like the thesis is more like that like i it, it really is in my hands at what pace i work at on it but even with policy people it's like because it's a it's a social platform like it's trying to be a, a network of of, of people it's it's not something that 
can just get done and then I can just leave it there. I mean, I'm, I am sort of done. Like I've, I've sort of set up the site now. I just, the next stage is building on it and getting traffic and it's actually more the marketing side now and, and refining obviously the, 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 the site, but like the actual basics of the site are there. But, um, yeah, so you're right. I think everyone has their balance and what I feel, I feel like I'm a triangle man. Huh? Um, yeah, I feel like I'm a triangle, uh, you know, like a triangle. Uh, like the way you typically draw a triangle. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> where am I going with this? Like, you know, like what, what, is, what is the triangle called again? That has like even equilateral angles. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I'm like an equilateral triangle. Like I can have two things going on at once, but not three, like, you know, so I can have two of my corners or yeah, points of the, of the triangle, like on the, the bottom, but I can't get like okay. the third point on the bottom okay like i feel like that i feel like three is probably just too much okay uh so for me right now I've yeah got i my think thesis, i can only I've really do internship. one and that's why i need to do the batching ah yeah. yeah really okay yeah yeah i think for me i i i'm fairly comfortable with two actually like when it was just my thesis and then the internship i was i was kind of quite fine with that because I'm exhausted after the internship, so I don't do any thesis writing on my internship days, but I'm actually only doing the internship three days a week at the moment. Oh. So the other four days I can do my thesis, yeah. but because of policy people, I've only really been doing about two days on my thesis and about two days on policy people roughly. And so that means I've just been going seven days, which has just been insane. Well, so policy people, really it's, it's mm-hmm. going to take, that's a marathon. You know that's yeah exactly it's a and that's that, so that like the not, end yeah. is not in sight um no no, no and no, same no, no. with the internship <laughs> the end is not in sight but with the thesis yeah conceivably the, the end, end is isn't that yes. far away no exactly yeah i don't know how so, much more you have to do on it but there's definitely uh it's probably another th- two three weeks work roughly but yeah it's like i could probably get it done by the middle of march in fact that's my that's my aim at the moment is 15th of March is my sort of, um, deadline that I gave myself. So, so, um, and it, obviously my professor is going to come back and ask for me to revise it, but you know, like the, pretty much the first final version should be done by March 15th. So, um, that's the, that's the good thing. Like I'm telling myself, because here's the thing, man, like right now, policy people is giving me so much hope and so much good energy and so many good vibes and so much excitement. Which is really good, like for my, whatever, confidence and well-being and blah, blah, blah. Um, it's really exciting and that's great. So I don't want to extinguish that flame because I think it's really uh, doing me good things. Uh, but I also, yeah, can't throw myself into it as much as I would love to right now because of my situation. So I just keep, I just, I've just been thinking to myself over the last couple of days, um, my thesis is probably like another six weeks away from being done. Maybe, maybe to eight weeks, you know, once you, you kept, you put in the, the final, um, panel yep. session, which is, you know, um, called different things in different countries. Uh, Viva Voce, I think in Australia and uh, I think, a uh, final presentation or something in, uh, anyway, anyway, you know what I'm talking about that, 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 that final def- uh, 
thesis defense, I think is what's called in America. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that is probably going to be like six to eight weeks away. Once that's over, like that's one of the things down. And so the internship is probably another two months. And, you know, so it's not like I'm really putting on the brakes for this thing, you know, uh, for a long time. It's, it's like I'm just taking my foot off the accelerator and letting it gently slow down for about two to three months. And then I can imagine myself, you know, picking up the pace again, you know, starting slowly, but, you know, like starting, you know, picking it, picking it up again after, you know, two, three months towards the middle of the year. So as long as I just make that sort of uh, clear to myself and just think, dude, it's only another two or three months and then you can get into it. Like, uh, I, I feel, I feel quite fine, uh, you know, taking, taking, uh, you know, my foot off the accelerator bit and letting it sort of putting it to the side just for the very short term, for the very immediate near term. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm super, super psyched and, uh, yeah yeah that's that's pretty much where i'm at right now yeah but, i thought uh, the website looks of, really lots cool of things well. going on obviously I thanks a, thanks you yeah liked i it? did oh, when you, uh, thank you when you showed it to me during the week yeah um yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's pretty good but you would you could whip together in not much time at all um yeah just yeah, just the magic of uh you know the open source wordpress community you know yes. people just build all of exactly. these things and you can just uh, come along and 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 throw them all together and you know uh -huh. um it's like they they yeah, build all of these lego blocks for you you know and how you combine them is um you know, to fit you know your yeah. community's needs is you know there's so many different ways to do it um yeah but i thought it, it yeah. looked really cool thanks man yeah no i'm 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 very hopeful and actually it's funny i was having coffee today with one of the professors on my panel uh, because he wanted to introduce me to a Pakistani uh, scholar who he wants me to interview for my paper, for my thesis paper. And we were chatting. And afterwards, that professor, um, I didn't know this, but he has like a blog that he um, routinely publishes stuff about South Asia on there. And he was asking me, Hey, why don't you like, you know, put together a little thousand word piece and, you know, maybe I could publish it on my blog. I have other contributors Hell too. Yeah. And we can do it. We can do a Chinese version and an English version. Cause he's got like both versions. I was like, Oh, what's your blog? And he's like, Oh, it's called South Asia watch. And he showed me the website and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. You know, professor, I, I started this thing recently called policy people. And then I showed him my policy people thing. And he was like, Oh, and he, like, you could see in his eyes. He was like, that looks really cool. Like, what is this? I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a link aggregator for like people, you know, other people on, you know, who study policy on South Asia, like for think tanks, think tank professionals uh, who's focused on Southeast Asia region to share like their articles. Like maybe you could share some of your blog posts on here too. He's like, yeah, we can do this. Oh, that's a great idea. So actually like, Very good. Um, yeah, I, I can already feel like it's a really great ice icebreaker or it's, it's a really great um, little feather to have in my cap actually when I'm socializing and, and, and hanging around people in this space and people, you know, either at my university or, you know, or, or whatever, um, like having this there to show them, like having the side up and uh, it gets people excited and it's, it's relatively straightforward. It's like a pretty straightforward concept. It's like, this is a, you know, a place where 
people, you know, think tank professionals share their articles and connect with each other. It's like, it's something you can say in one sentence and they get it. And he was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, we, we can, we can do this together or we can, you can check this out together sometime. I'm like, yeah. So, so that's really positive yeah. as well because, um, I think it might know, be worth even, looking into, uh, getting some of those things automated. So, um, so that, you know, for, for example, so his blog would have an RSS, you know, feed. Yes. Um, okay. So okay, just yes. like some, you know, little robot that somebody on Fiverr would write for you and, uh, just yeah. automatically, you know, post it. Although, um, this is actually what I wanted to discuss with you today. Sort of like, this is one of the things I wanted to discuss with yeah. you. I thought I'd leave it to next time, but it's, that is like, okay, let's just hypothetically say I don't pause on policy people for the next couple mm -hmm. of months. The next thing that I have to figure out is exactly what you just laid your finger mm -hmm. on there. And that is, do I continue this as I've continued this at the beginning as by just going to individuals and asking their permission to republish their content and put their whole post on the site as I did the first time? Or do I completely automate this and just set up like an RSS feed that then ha adds on an upvote feature through the simple link directory plugin. Well, that you should out. be able to get a, a, a robot, an automated uh, robot that's um, posted yes. into your existing little, you know, framework that's already got all yeah, of those yeah. plugins and things. It's just, that's what you, you, you would need. Yeah, what I have exactly. is a, um, there's a moderator queue. So everything that's okay. posted on discover, it has to be approved by a moderator first. Um, sure. doesn't take that long, you know, maybe like 25 minutes no. during the day. Right. Um, maybe, okay. you know, would, would have to work out some, you know, better way of scaling that when there's a gazillion, you know, posts each day, but, um, that's yeah. for tomorrow. <laughs> um, sure. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah, but that would be perfect. You'd need something like, like that, that, but, mm. uh, yeah, I'm sure that mm. could be, I'm sure that could be done. Use buddy press. Don't you? Sorry, BB Press. BB Press, yeah, yes, um, that's correct. I'm sure it could be done. Yeah. You reckon, hey? Yeah. yeah. And they're fairly responsive, Maybe the guys at SLD. On Fiverr. Yeah. 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 Hey, but, okay, so, like, this, okay, so this is exactly the kind of thing that I would be doing next, where I, you know, and we will, like, I'm already feeling myself getting really excited. So I'm going <laughs> to have to calm it down after this podcast just to get back in the zone of my thesis and whatever. But, but <laughs> or else I'm gonna, just going to go and have a shower now and just be thinking, oh, my God, the possibilities. But anyway, um, here's the thing. Like, I'm just really curious. And this is something you have way more experience than me about because you've been doing this for ages. But, okay, because I want this to eventually turn into a site where the community uploads their articles that not uploads, sorry, adds their links themselves, just like you would on product hunt or, or, or hacker news or whatever. I want them to be adding the articles, contributing the articles because that's what engages them. And then they upload, etc., etc. But if I start with RSS feeds and automating everything, doesn't that sort of pacify them and make them like, okay, hypothetical. You are a think tank worker of some kind and you study Middle East policy and you've written an article about Middle East policy and you get an invite from me to check out policy people. And 
you go through to the think tank, sorry, you go through to policy people and under the Middle East section, you see your article linked, not published, because I wouldn't do that without your permission, just linked uh, as a link. And that link links back to your think tank. And you see that and you're like, oh, there's my article. Oh, I got four votes. Oh, that's kind of cool. But like, you then don't have to do anything as the user to add your content. You just expect it to be there. So I'm sort of wondering if the RSS feed would have negative repercussions in that sense because yeah what do you think about that could do could do um it's just that building communities are a mm. little bit of a a chicken and the egg problem because you need Isn't it? Yeah. yeah you need um you need content right and so but the content yeah. creators aren't necessarily going to be bothered to use your platform unless there are users and the users aren't going to show up unless there's content so it's a chicken mm. and the egg right and so with discover You're earth totally right. that's it there's a strong chicken and the egg effect so what do you do well you just mm. ask permission to um to content creators to basically post everything that they um will put on their youtube channel um and you sure. get like you know you ask like 50 people right and then now now you've got a pretty decent stream so now you've got something for the users um, uh, and the, and the creators don't mind because they just say yes. And you just set up the account for them and send them a login so that they're yeah. in control. Um, and they can, you know, delete or like or comment on videos and reply to things, um, uh, if they want to, but it's no effort for them. So yes. that solves the chicken and the egg problem. Um, but I think it could go either way in your case because uh, mm. it already is just such a inherently just a smaller community and mm. Mm. there's nothing really like it at the moment um, in terms of places to mm. you know get these articles out so maybe even though so maybe these creators would be incentivized to use the platform even though the user base is still very, very small because it's really mm. high uh, signal to noise ratio. You know, everybody, if, every user that's on there is potentially somebody that um, could even likely be somebody that would be interested in their article. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think I get what you're saying. Signal so to noise, like you, in other words. It's like you, you might have a really it's highly relevant one, content, uh, like need. Um, yes. Uh, uh, you know what I mean. You, your your content creators would just need um, less people than um, than would discover yes. would. I think so. I think it could go either way. Interesting. I can tell you've thought a lot about this. Yeah, that makes sense. I like the chicken the egg thing. I yeah. It's hmm. Hmm. It's kind of you know. There's this other funny thing that I noticed on. SLD's uh, sales page. Okay, so SLD, sorry for folks, is simple link directory. Okay, now on the sales page, it goes on and on and on about how great simple link directory is. But they've got this thing under monetization options called claim listing for payment. Claim listing for payment, right? And I'm like, okay. what is this exactly? So under here, it says, you know, monetize your directory. That means the list 
directory. So in other words, the, the long list of links, right? Monetize your directory with paid listing and claim listing features. So I get the paid listing. Paid listings like someone comes along and says, uh, we want you to put, you know, our listing up the top. It's like a featured post or something. We'll pay you, you know, $10 or whatever it is. But claim listing, um, it seems to me that like, let people submit links for a fee or to claim a link listing. So I've already posted someone's link and then they're going to come along and then pay me to claim it as theirs. Like, and I haven't asked the guys at SLD what exactly this means, but that's what I assume it means. Have you heard of this before? And does this make no, sense? No, it, it, it doesn't tool? make sense to me. The, the first one does. No. Because it's essentially the first a featured one does, post. But not the second one. Um, right? Yeah. Claim it's a, it's a like link. A, it's a native, a really native ad. Um, but claim listing, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, mate. I'm not sure. I'm yeah, sure there's a good rationale behind anyway. it and a good, you know, use case. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. Anyway, don't that's just it. something that I just, yeah, no, just talking about this topic just triggered that. But yeah, it's, it is, uh, yeah, it's going to take some thinking, but, you know, I'm sure uh, I'll figure it out in good time <laughs> with your, your uh, expert opinion and, 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 experience you've uh, got there so we'll, we'll figure it out don't know about that but we'll get there but, um, yeah we'll get there yeah in good time <laughs> but uh, uh it's been a good catch-up and uh thanks to all listeners and uh don't forget to give discover earth an upvote so we're gonna link to uh what are we gonna link to i guess not your product hunt account yet because you haven't set that up yeah are we gonna link to yet. anything in the show not notes? yet just uh not yet okay Hang on in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. Okay, anything else from your end? No, mate, that's it. Okay, well, take care to all listeners, and we'll see you again soon. See you guys. Cheers. See you, buddy. Bye.